0: Hi, good evening. Welcome back to our Thursday night Bible studies where we're in Psalm 119, 145 to 152. We're coming towards the end. It's been a wonderful study with a focus on God's Word. I've enjoyed it so much. Uh, this evening, I'd like you to see the cries of the psalmist, first of all. Secondly, the problem the psalmist faces, the help that the psalmist finds. Thirdly, and fourthly, the purpose the psalmist then declares. So this is 145 to 152. I wouldn't even try and say the opening alphabetical letter. Um, QOPH, how's that? With my whole heart I cry, answer me, O Lord. I will keep your statutes. I call to you, save me, that I may observe your testimonies. I rise before dawn and I cry for help. I hope in your words my eyes are awake before the watches of the night that I may meditate on your promise. Hear my word according to your steadfast love. O Lord, according to your justice, give me life. They draw near who persecute me with evil purpose. They are far from your law, but you are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are true. Long have I known from your testimonies that you have founded them forever. May the Lord bless this reading of his holy word. May he write his eternal truth upon our hearts. So the cries of the psalmist and once again the psalmist is teaching us how to find comfort in the midst of trouble and he points us to God's precious word again. He's so rooted in God's word and this this is the great uniting theme of the psalm the word of God and as we consider the comfort we get from God's word in trouble I want us to see four things and the first thing is the cries that the Psalmist of one one nine lifts up. Strong words are used, very strong words. Verse one hundred and forty five. I cry in verse one forty six. I call to you, and verse one forty seven. I cry for help. So we hear, we see in the Psalmist's prayer urgency, intensity. This is no no casual prayer. The Psalmist is lifting up. No, the psalmist is urgently, desperately calling out for the Lord to help. And this is seen specifically in what he says. Verse 146, save me. 147, help me. And we see, of course, in 150, it's because he's in a desperate situation. So the prayer is in a form of a cry, a cry for help, a call for salvation, a wholehearted, sincere cry. It's a wonderful reminder, in times of trouble, we must learn to give a wholehearted cry to God. Are you urgent in the times of trouble in your prayers? Did you know that the Lord Jesus himself was urgent in the times of trouble in prayer? And he, like the Psalmist, lifted up prayers to God with urgent cries. Let's look at Jesus as a model of urgent prayer. If you have your Bible with you this evening, turn to Hebrews 5 in the New Testament. Hebrews 5 and verse 7. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverence. Our Saviour, in times of trouble, in times of danger, Lifted up his voice, not calmly, but with cries and tears, and was heard. Now if the Lord Jesus, our Saviour, the Lord, in times of trouble, lifted up his voice with loud cries and tears, so should we. How much more should we? In times of trouble, we must learn to give a wholehearted cry unto Almighty God. I love what William S. Plumer says about this verse. In supplication, we must not only call upon God, but continue to call upon god we must not only pray but pray without ceasing we must not only cry with the voice but with the holy vehemence of the soul we must not only pray with the heart but from the whole heart our attitude must be the attitude of jacob i will not let you go until you bless me you remember the story of jacob wrestling with the angel i will not let you go until you bless me And there are good words to remind us that so often our lack of comfort in trouble is because of our lack of urgency in prayer. William S. Plumer goes on to say, Your soul would not be so empty of comfort if your mouth were not so empty of prayer. I love that. Your soul would not be so empty of comfort if your mouth were not so empty of prayer. That is a rebuke to me. May it be an encouragement to you to be urgent, to be desperate, to be vehement in your prayer. So we see the cries. What is the problem, secondly, the psalmist faces? The problem is spelt out for us in verse 150. They draw near. Who are they? Well, they're persecutors who have evil plans, evil desires, evil purposes. Verse 150, they draw near who persecute me with evil purpose. And that's what's driving the urgency of the psalmist's prayer. And my friends, as believers, especially in times when God's word is not honoured, we should not be surprised to find ourselves in the kinds of circumstances more and more as the days go darker where god's word is not honored so don't be surprised when it's not if the psalmist had to undergo this testing in bible, in bible times it shouldn't surprise us that we have to undergo the dishonor of god's word in our time so here the psalmist is, and the problem is the evil people with evil purposes are drawing nigh. They're encircling him, they're surrounding him, and he fears their purposes against him. Now, notice the interesting ju- ju- juxtaposition of the words. Verse 150, they draw near who persecute me with evil purpose. They are far from your law. So the very reason that they're drawing near to persecute him with evil purposes is because they are far from God's law. They are far from the word of God. And because they're far from the word of God, they don't honor the word of God and they engage in evil purpose against God's people. So this is the problem they're drawing near, but they are far from God. But the hope, is when trouble is close, God is closer. Hope is not far away. Look at the first words of the next verse, 151. But you are near, O Lord. Now, that's my juxtaposition. Isn't it interesting? They draw near. That's why he is concerned. That's why he is struggling. They are far. They don't honor God's word. They don't pay attention to God's word. They don't fear God. They draw near to do evil things to the psalmist. They are far from God's word. But what is the consolation In trouble, you are near. God is near. This is the principle, my friends, and it's the second thing that we learn in our passage. When trouble is close, God is closer. When trouble is close, God is closer. When danger surrounds you and draws near, God is closer. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. When trouble is nigh, God is nearer. And it is that hope which becomes the help in the problem. Do you believe that? That when those who don't love the Lord, those who don't believe his word, draw nigh to do you harm, they're the ones in danger. Because whether they realize it or not, the Lord is nigh unto you. The army surrounding Elisha and his servant couldn't see the armies of angels protecting him. When trouble is near, the Lord is nearer. Hallelujah. And thirdly, the help that is the hope of the psalmist. It's spelled out in three parts in verses one five one and one five two. The help that is the hope of the psalmist. He's all he's already lifted up a prayer in verse one four nine on the basis of two things Hear my voice according to your steadfast love. According to your steadfast love, your loving kindness, your Hesed love, your covenant love hear my prayer lord because of your loving kindness because of your hesed love your covenant love has been poured out on me your servant hear my voice O lord according to your justice give me life he's not saying he's perfect therefore he deserves justice he's saying that i'm a sinner lord but they don't even care about your word so in your loving kindness would you hear me the psalmist has complete confidence in god's character He knows God is loving, he knows God is loyal, he knows God is righteous and he has confidence in lifting up his voice in prayer to him. Hope in God's nearness. If you look at verses 151 and 152, you see three things in particular the psalmist fastens on for hope, for help in time of trouble. Here it is. Verse 151, but you are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are true. Long have I known from your testimonies that you have founded them forever. There you see it, in trouble, where do you get help? Prayer, yes, urgent prayer. Yes, urgent prayer to God in whose character you trust. He's loving, he is loyal, he is just, And it's, but especially his nearness, the truth of his word, the utter stability, assurance of his word. But you are near, O Lord. Verse 151, the first help the psalmist has is the nearness of the Lord. And secondly, the truthfulness of God's word. All your commandments are true. The word of God is true. It can be trusted. Why is it true? Because God is true. There is no untruth in him. He is not a man that he should lie and therefore his words may be trusted because he can be trusted. His word can be trusted because he can be trusted. So the psalmist says, Lord, you are near. Your word is true. You will never let me down. Finally, the help, the hope in an unchanging God. One, five, two. Long have I known from your testimonies that you have founded them forever. In other words, Lord, your word doesn't change from one day to the next because God's word is unchanging because he has founded them forever. God is unchanging. His word is unchanging. And each of these three helps, comforts, hopes are rooted in who God is. He is near to his people because he is the sovereign God. Nothing in space and time can keep him away from his people in the hour of their trouble. And his word is true. Why? Because he is true. His word is stable and unchanging because he is unchanging. And these things comfort the psalmist in time of trouble. Do you go back to these things and meditate on them in your times of trouble? If you do not, you're missing out on such blessing and you're missing out on such comfort. The Lord wants you to have And fourthly, the purpose of the psalmist. We've seen the purpose of the psalmist. We've seen the cries. We've seen the problem. We've seen the help. The psalmist draws on from God's nearness and his word and his stable word and his unchanging word. But now the psalmist, in gratitude for God's deliverance, declares he wants to keep God's word and meditate on his promise. He declares a purpose. Lord, because I'm grateful for your deliverance, I want to live the christian life as a sacrifice of praise it is interesting in john calvin's commentary on psalm 119 he uses hebrews thirteen fifteen to 16 john calvin said david knows that god would have his people live as a sacrifice of praise and therefore he purposes to praise god in word and deed and look at what he says in the psalmist 145 with my whole heart i cry answer me o lord i will keep your statutes I call to you, save me, that I may observe your testimonies. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I hope in your words. My eyes are awake before the watches of the night, that I may meditate on your promise. Do you see those four things? I will keep your statutes. I will observe your testimonies. I will hope in your words. I will meditate on your promise. In other words, the psalmist is going to devote himself to the study of God's word. He's going to devote himself to the practice of the word of God and he's going to worship God in word and in deed. He's going to keep the statutes. He's going to observe the testimonies. He's going to hope in God's word and he's going to meditate on God's promises. In other words, God's deliverance of the psalmist fuels his desire to live the Christian life as a sacrifice of praise. Have you ever had that experience yourself? I know what it means for the Lord to give me an unexpected deliverance. I have been in a place I did not think I would come out of. And in a way that only God can do, he saves me. And it made me want to live for him, to tell of his wonderful good news and to live as a sacrifice of praise. And that is what the psalmist is saying. And that should be our response to the Lord's mercy and deliverance in times of trouble. We should, in gratitude, want to live lives as a sacrifice of praise because he has delivered us from trouble. And this whole section teaches us that we find comfort in the midst of danger. We find hope when we need help. And every believer needs that just about all the time may the lord bless you look forward to seeing you on the lord's day amen